Welcome back to the Public Health Report. My name is Laura Schechter, and I will be sharing some compelling stories pertaining to public health. Today, we will be talking about political environment and health outcomes, physician mistreatment, a policy planning tool, and what graphic warnings on cigarette labels led smokers to do. Hope you learn a few new things today. Just sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Our first story is an article coming out of the Brigham and Women's Hospital. They wanted to analyze the potential relationship between politics and health outcomes, and if it has changed over the years. To do this, they used the CDC database that counts county-level data on U.S. presidential elections. They used the information to assess trends in age-adjusted mortality rates in the U.S. based on counting voting patterns. The researchers found that there is a growing mortality gap in age-adjusted death rates in counties that had voted for a Democrat or a Republican in past presidential or governor elections. In fact, they found that mortality rates decreased by 22% in Democratic counties, but only by 11% in Republican counties over the past 20 years. Of course, many other variables may play into that, but it is an interesting paper. Our second story is a paper coming out of the University of Colorado Anschutz. They surveyed more than 6,500 physicians across the U.S., covering a wide range of racial and ethnic backgrounds. What they found was interesting, but not surprising. The researchers wanted to answer how frequently do physicians experience mistreatment or discrimination by physician characteristics, and how does that interaction affect burnout? In this survey, it was found that 30% of physicians experience mistreatment or discrimination, and about 20% have an experience where the patient refuses the physician to help them because of their gender or racial and ethnic background. Past research in this study confirms the association between mistreatment and or discrimination and physician burnout are correlated. The government and the public should care about this issue because it's directly attributable to $4.8 billion every year stemming from days taken off and turnover. Our third story is a recent paper coming out of the University of California, San Diego, and published in JAMA. They wanted to learn about the effects of graphic warning labels on cigarette packs and hiding those packs in social settings. The researchers found that the inclusion of the pictures on the cigarette packages increased the percentage of smokers who reported pack hiding behavior during that intervention period. Yet smokers' habits did not change. So it is back to the drawing board for these researchers on what could change smoking behavior. Our last story is about a team of public health researchers and substance use experts from MassGen. They designed a data-driven model to track the evolution of the opioid crisis for policy analysis and development. Why this innovation is getting so much traction is that the opioid crisis is complex. So the planning tools must be dynamic. Factors like social influence, risk perception, and fear of overdose has changed over the years. New problems like fentanyl poisoning of unregulated drugs causes a need for planning tools to be easily adjustable. This planning tool is unique 
because it can gather how stages of prescription and illicit opioid use connect and have evolved over time. Well, that's all I have for today. Catch you all next week for a whole new roundup of stories. Please comment, like, and subscribe if you liked today's episode. I am Laura Schechter, and this was the Public Health Report. Check out our website, publichealthpodcasters.com. So that's where you can access more of our episodes and learn more about the Public Health Podcast and Media Network. Again, that's publichealthpodcasters.com. Have a great day.